Hello everyone, and welcome to the second year anniversary Q&A with myself, showrunner, sound designer, writer, T-boy, and actor Kai Gwynn and Pritchard. If you're looking at the two main episodes that have come out since last year anniversary and are wondering if that's all I've done in that time, same. I've been at uni and working on a few other projects, but I promise I'm still on it. Joining me today to provide cues for my A's is the wonderful, the talented, the lovely Greg Karobis. You'll know Greg from Ghost of the Train, and if you don't, what are you doing? Go listen now, it's... it's uh, off script now it's very very lovely and it's become a sort of comfort show when i'm feeling like a bit uh... i'm 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 thankful thankful to hear that and that's a a lovely introduction but you you shouldn't listen to ghost on a train right now right now right now you should be listening finish to this, this q a nice, <laughs> finish this um, second second anniversary two, two years. whole years of chain of being of actually making it longer of just thinking about it <laughs> <laughs> Should we just go straight in? I mean, certainly you've got you've got a lot of questions this mm, time. Uh, gotcha. <laughs> yeah, we're we're gonna go uh, sort of in in person order, mm. uh, <laughs> the order of people who've asked. Uh, so first uh, from uh, Catherine Stanley, who's a fantastic sound designer, was in an episode of Chain of Being playing a bandit, uh, and has just joined FN. Uh, as of like yesterday, was it? <laughs> yeah, like yeah. literally, literally yesterday, <laughs> she popped in the in the Discord uh, and was like, "Yeah, hey, yeah, I've been an episode of Cobb before. <laughs> that was me." <laughs> I think one of my favorite ones actually is is like one of the ones that is like I don't know I'm most proud of is that Warlord episode. All right, so uh, Catherine Stanley asks first, "What inspires the sound of Chain of Being?" Yeah, I've so I had I had a look through like obviously I had these prepared beforehand and this one's kind of tough cuz originally I was just making I never really thought about what I would do to make a sound. I just did what I thought sounded cool. Um which most of the time looking back on it is basically just kind of what Star Wars did, uh, which is taking <laughs> real sound effects and then messing them up in ways and 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 layering them in ways that uh, sort of creating something new um which is kind of like back then was revolutionary and is a little bit okay for it there's like a spaceship that he gets into uh it's literally just the sounds of the gunships in the clone wars like it's just that kind of i just can't imagine a spaceship not sounding like that it's totally just (laughs) like i think that's really that's really exciting though that i I know you're sort of playing it up like oh yeah i just did what star wars did (laughs) but um going back to how you were like oh yeah i just i just do what sounds cool Mm. um that's nice that you sort of there's like a there's there's like a lack of restraint in a good way you are going for a specific sound and the sound is what i like yeah <laughs> so 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 Cobb ends up with a very like particular sound to it mm. because you you are willing to just sort of like push it and take take a real life sound and just sort of fiddle with it and mess with it beyond <laughs> beyond yeah. a point where maybe a normal person would stop <laughs> i think so it's this meticulous just like adjusting eqs by like a tiny tiny amount over and over and over and just going yeah but it's not that cool yet and then just suddenly adding another layer it's like okay um but yeah i think that's the philosophy for a lot of how i even what i write i'll just go would it be cool if this happened and then i just go all right make it happen i mean why shouldn't i i'm the i i make it after all why not <laughs> why shouldn't i <laughs> Um, (laughs) but yeah that's the that's the sound approach i could talk for hours and hours about sound but i thought this entire thing would just be that and a lot of boring jargon you got blogs for that you got (laughs) yeah i've got an entire course i'm paying nine grand a year nonsense network Uh, i'm quite proud of those i have to say (laughs) um yeah they're good i think so kai's written some really good blogs you should read them Let's move on to Catherine's mm. next question. You've, you've talked about interest in Star Wars just mm. now. What got you interested in sci-fi? 
Well, I, again, same answer, really. I've been watching Star Wars, I mean, since I was born. I think I was at the second prequel when I was literally a baby in my mother's coat. She, like, <laughs> zipped me up and snuck me into the second Star I say second, I mean, like, the second prequel. So, like, and then they've just been on, on a loop, and I've been watching, like, the 2003, like, Clone Wars one, and when Clone Wars came out, I was watching oh, that. the Tartakovsky just, one. The that's just the sickest thing in the world. Like, oh, my God. <laughs> just, like, the, the clone scenes where they're not talking, and it's just this silent kind of, like, and it's, like... Well, the general grievous in that is just unlike anything. So. Oh yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. I'm, I'm really movie. upset that they didn't they didn't keep like the horror movie monster general grievous. Like, he's got like these fat talons that he just like crushes clone troopers and like slams them against walls. And in the film, he's just this like coughing kind of. I mean, he's nothing. He's just like a bit of a meme character, really. I mean, yeah. <laughs> It's but yeah, that definitely. Uh, sci-fi. I'm trying to think. I'm sure I'm completely ignoring like another massive influence. I'm looking around. I, I can only think of things recently that I've been getting into in terms of sci-fi. But like, yeah, like, it's really just like. I mean, I was playing Destiny, um, like the Destiny video games when I was like young, like maybe twelve or thirteen. The timelines might be a bit off there, but I was really into that, and that's kind of a big influence for it. But then it, since then, it's just been like just sci-fi sci-fi like ingesting every anything i can get so so destiny and star wars they're both almost like like a i mean it, it comes in with 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 cobb but like they're like mm. science fantasy rather than yes. like the hard sort of sci-fi so mm. so that seems to be where your interests lie i think it's just a neat combination of genres really i think that it's so i don't know i mean well i mean there's the there's the debate that star wars isn't even really sci-fi it's more of a western that just happens to be set in space <laughs> which i quite like i quite like that it's got science fiction what's the word like i say i keep saying elements but like when i talk about sci-fi but it's got that vibe to it but it's still like a different genre um which i quite like i like the, the mixing of things there i think it's interesting that's how we innovate let's move on to the next question because we're, we're just we're just talking at this point yeah. <laughs> next question Catherine asks mm. uh, is there a set end to the story or can chain of being just go anywhere well season one is about two ep- well it is two episodes away from being done so so at least another year yeah <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> Um, oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, definitely, definitely two. And then there is a season two in mind. I've got a big, insane, like, um, mind map of things that I've said and mentioned and would like to continue. Um, the Anthronesians are like these kind of, um, you know, like the, the sort of human fascist organization, uh, are kind of the next big threat. And I think it's something that like, I quite like to explore and also again like inspired by the clone wars having this war as the backdrop of lots of little stories within i think is something i'd really like to explore because it, it gives a lot of context to a thing that you, like because with you know with star wars we all know all the characters already so there's this shorthand that you can get mm-hmm. so i think something like that would be really nice because then you can i don't know approach a lot of different angles and tell a lot more human stories which i think it's been very it's been enjoyable to be very grand and and sort of abstract and weird and i'd like to keep doing that but to get more more human that kind of that kind of thing so and beyond season two i mean there's a million things i mean like i wrote a short story about like a crime syndicate there's uh you know you could always do some sort of i was gonna do season two originally was gonna be about a plague but i think we're all tired of that now so (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) we'll just leave it there but yeah no i mean it can go and i i might just suddenly switch up genres and do a time skip or go back in time i had this idea for like chain of being primeval where you just go back to like the prehistory of the different races and do that sort of thing so i don't know yeah i i'm just very excited to explore this universe yeah yeah it seems with even if you do abandon 
your central character who's lived mm. forever. You yeah. have a central character who's lived forever, and yeah. therefore, like, the story has all these years of history mm. behind it and all these years of future ahead of it that you could just sort of go anywhere. Yeah, absolutely. And and with the other immortal characters as well, I mean, you could you could explore what they do as well. I mean, it's... Sort of going into the next question, actually. Oh, well, actually, um, yeah. She was just... Yeah, 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 yeah. I basically said... Can yeah. you give us any hints for the next season? Well, um, <laughs> I've told you that. I mean, that's basically... I basically just blabbed to know about what the next one is. But yeah, next season, the Anthronesian is going to be the main threat. Uh, going to have... Focus on a few other characters. I was a big fan of uh, Lan Rallis. I would like to explore um, her a bit more. And... I think, yeah, different perspectives would be interesting. Um, so I'm going to try and do that. Uh, and also maybe have some guest writers on as well. I've got a friend uh, sort of writing an episode and just doing stuff like that, I think. Just getting, yeah, different perspectives, both as characters, but also from the writers, I think, would kind of make it a lot more developed as like a universe. What do you feel? Oh, this is Catherine's final question. Yeah. Thank, Thank you, you very Catherine, much, Catherine. by the way. I think that's the most questions out of anyone. What do you feel is the biggest challenge uh, with Chain of Being? You know, writing, sound design, voice effects? Um... Yeah, I think I think it's just doing it. <laughs> I mean, it's just the the time to writing I really like. I have trouble in every single aspect of it and I think I find them equally difficult, but I also find things I like massively enjoy in each of them and I think it's I treat them as like their own individual things and then only at the end is it like bringing them together. Like the writing sometimes I struggle with like one after the other and characterization and this kind of stuff. But then having written a passage that I am like totally in love with and I read it and I actually impress myself, which is kind of what I'm striving for is to to make something that I think is sick. That's pretty much it. And then secondary to that is like, oh, other people think it's cool. That's sick. Like, do you know what I mean? Um, <laughs> the biggest challenge, making it fucking sick. Yeah, that's that's weird. Like, that should be the <laughs> tagline. sick, bro. <laughs> just fucking awesome. Uh, sound design. Again, I struggle just with like the sort of find details of like if there's like a fight scene or lots of things happening in quick succession it's just quite tiring to do tiny little things and because you have to put the same amount of focus on each new element when you have so many in one place and you've done about three seconds of audio that you spent like the entire day just like doing one punch or something like that it's just but then the final product is like oh i've just created a scene that you can visualize in your head and i think that's like amazing um i think yeah same for all the so there's there's uh, things that i find difficult but also very rewarding about all of them I think just finding the time to do it whilst also, you know, keeping up with life <laughs> is, is mm-hmm. the tough bit. But yeah, I don't know, because you, you with Ghost in the Train, you, you have a pretty consistent schedule. Yeah. How? how? <laughs> uh, uh, it's, it's horrible, actually. Oh, really? Uh, oh, no, it's with. So, so not to go on a total tangent, but with, with Goat, uh, it's, um, there i have less time to deliberate for things so i've started mm. to <laughs> i've started to get more comfortable with uh not always hitting what i'm what, what i'm aiming for like nine times out of ten the episode that comes out is like not as good as i hoped mm. but like they keep on getting better and i keep on aiming higher and so it sort of keeps me going with that yeah um and it it, it can be helpful uh to, so you don't end up like stuck just deliberating on something because it was just like okay okay we've got two weeks mm, yeah <laughs> we got two weeks till the next episode comes out you know we, we record it in chunks <laughs> yeah sure fair i think that's yeah it's that's... also a different beast than than like an audio drama like like chain of yeah. being because any inconsistencies on our part i can we can chalk up to like while you're watching an actual play you mm. know where we're improvising that sometimes the game doesn't like the game yeah. takes us in a different direction um 
so that's also like um a safety net that we have mm. that that chain of being doesn't <laughs> like the audience yeah. expectations yeah for sure yeah i think i think because you have this the fourth wall i've been thinking about this recently like in audio drama generally and i, I should say like narrative audio narratives but like yeah the fourth wall doesn't quite exist as much in like actual play it feels it feels like yeah. because there's this relationship of like and also podcasting in general because like the extra there's only one audience member and it's the listener um and so like there is this intimacy there and you can sort of address them directly but like with actual play it feels like even less so that you you understand that this is like you're looking behind the scenes and also at the main action so it's this kind of i don't know it's something that i've been thinking about like with actual play I would. Do you mind? Actually, I'm going to edit this out because this is a completely different thing. Um, do you mind? Because because I'm actually writing about like narrative and narration in like audio storytelling. Do you mind if I talk to, do a, a different interview with you about actual play? Because I've been thinking about like yeah, sure, sure. That because I'm very interested in like narration. Because you're kind of a narrator, but you're also a facilitator of what they're inputting into the story. And I'm just very kind of like how that relates to other forms of narration within audio drama and all yeah yeah it, it yeah. has been it, it has been a, a learning process that mm. i would love to talk about yeah, about so, how but, to like yeah how to like direct this story but also like let it direct me and let mm. the players direct it like we're all we're all sort of wrangling yeah. this story it's like we're it's like we're all our hands are on a ouija board <laughs> and it's moving <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah uh so so that was all of Mm. Catherine's questions next up is uh questions from avalon willowbloom the voice actor one, uh, the one of the resident voice actors in fn with the yeah. coolest name <laughs> has has play, played a secret agent and i think the um monsters in the same episode uh but hopefully more to come because uh, she's very very good her questions are also really fun if you could have any high profile voice actor guest star who would it be and mm. what kind of character would you write for them that's so I guess the thing. It's, that's like a two-part question. Yeah. yeah. Who, who would you want? Who? What would you write for them? The thing is, I'm very... Chain of Beings not a comedy. Like, I, I think there are moments... I'm trying to sort of get a bit more, like, funny with it and try and have different bits. And, like, it's kind of... Common, like, the funny bits are, like, in the way that Marvel's not a comedy but has funny bits, like Marvel movies and stuff. Like, they kind of yeah. can laugh and do this sort of thing. But, but I'm a massive fan of, like, comedy and improv comedy. So I would desperately want to have, like, Paul F. Tompkins on. But I wouldn't, I don't think I'd be able to do him justice in a funny enough character. Do you know what I mean? Like, I feel like I, I just have to give him a really serious kind of, kind of role. Um, so then, but then would I just be wasting having this amazing opportunity? Do you know what I mean? But just completely like, just not thinking about it. Paul F. Tompkins, like right off the top of my head. I think he's just, I love him so much. I think he's great. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's in, he's also in a lot of podcasts. Yes. <laughs> I hadn't realized until I started like really diving into the mm. world of like listening to, to audio dramas and stuff. And yeah, he gets around. I don't know how he finds the, t I mean, he's in like everything. It's, it's yeah. I mean, everything for, except chain of being. Yeah. Yet, yet. yet. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, oh man, like serious actor, I don't, oh, this, is, this is like one of the hardest ones. I, I, to be honest, like in terms of serious actors, I don't think there's anyone like that really. It'd just be someone I think is cool and it would just be fun to have them on. I think that'd be it really. Just like yeah. people that, yeah, like I had, I had like Adol Rafai on an episode, which was like, I can't believe he, when he replied to the email, I was like, oh, 
and it's kind of like totally freaking out because it was like oh shit he actually like that was wild yeah when i was doing my my listen through of chain of being i did like i did like discord message you i was like yeah. hey was that adel refai in that episode <laughs> was that chunt the talking badger yeah. as a guard <laughs> yeah like like and then it gets turned to stone it's great like he just and he was like really chill about it and was like very nice and and he says uh he says a welsh word and i had to like write that out for him like phonetically and was like okay this is how you say it and he didn't say it right but you know it's he did a really good <laughs> job i have to say like for, for to help he did it better than an english person would have and tried harder than an english person would have so you know <laughs> good on him for that but um who knows uh, we'll see we'll see who who next uh i did i did dm um demi did you ebay but didn't get a reply understandably He's a busy guy. Well, you know, he'll listen to this, though, and be reminded. Yes. Of course he will, yes. <laughs> cool. We know you're listening, Demi. Please. <laughs> Let's move on to the next question. Yeah. Um, what race in Chain of Being do you most identify with? Um, I, t- I have trouble with this question. I mean, there's the ones I think are coolest. I'm a big fan of the Viatorians. I think that I'm very excited to like explore them a bit more. Um, I've definitely thought the most about them, just in terms of like the way that the... Like one of the things in sci-fi that annoys me is that you get like species and and like racism cultures and stuff, but it's like one amalgamation. So it's like, oh yes, the mm-hmm. glib globs—that's the warlike species—and it's like you can't, but you can't say that about anything on this planet. You can't say the humans are like, oh, the humans do this and they look like this, and they say and it's like, why should the same be for aliens? Do you know what I mean? I think that it—it's. I mean, perhaps there'd be there is a sort of you sort of divisions that you can make about like western cultures but even within that you have such this like massive variety i mean even between we both speak the same language but culturally we have very different kind of like upbringings oh, yeah. and, and do you know what i mean you know both both western countries but yet totally different cultures so i think it's just yeah i think i think this is totally unrelated to the question but the viatorians i think are the coolest and i would like to I yeah, think, yeah 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 and and you contain multitudes <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> As we all do, and so yeah, I, th- I think I think maybe it's not like the most direct answer to the question, yeah. but I think a good discussion from the question. Mm. Speaking of good discussion from a question, oh yeah, go on. Avalon's last question. Oh, you need to help me. Uh, with this it's more of a challenge. Uh, mm. Kai, can you create us a Jeopardy answer whose uh, question is "What is Chain of Being?" So I need help in two parts. First of all, Jeopardy. Uh, <laughs> Uh, that's the one where they like say the answer and you have to come up with the question. That's like the the premise of the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, can you help me with that? I don't know. All right, what, all right. Uh, sick, cool show made by a very cool guy. What is Chain of Being? This this adventure by known T boy. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. A good a good Jeopardy a good Jeopardy uh, answer uh, would definitely yeah yeah it, it would give you like something specific like this blank. Um, this audio drama of course it's an audio drama mm. um it's almost like you know it's it, it's it's almost like just like a like a pitch right like yeah this science fantasy audio drama follows the adventures of the biblical adam <laughs> in a maybe, uh, maybe maybe toss in a little bit of like in you know, like a like a little mm. little more of the the space stuff i don't know like how would you like oh, so God. so the central arc we're trying to stop of Ignadal, if, if that's yeah. possible. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, this this show which uh, deals with... I feel I'm just like bigging up the show now. <laughs> the show which deals with um, science fantasy elements and uh, philosophical concepts releases an episode twice a year. <laughs> uh, 
I think that's I think that's as good as you're gonna get, Avalon. I'm sorry. There you go, Avalon. <laughs> um, yeah, I, a Jeopardy is not a cultural thing for me. I'm sorry. I, maybe if I yeah, but I think that's yeah. Discord diagrams, on the other hand. Now that's that's something I'm interested. In. Keep an eye. That's such an in joke. For this I can't leave that in. <laughs> Do we bother explaining that? <laughs> I mean, uh, what was it like cele- celebrity people. squares, right? Celebrity <laughs> squares, and then, but like even people in in won't even get that. Like, it's it's Hollywood squares. We were joking about Hollywood squares in the uh, public facing Discord server, and then apparently there's a British version called Celebrity Squares, and I don't remember. Was it TJ that said like Discord diagrams or something? I, I, I don't remember who it might it might have been TJ. Yeah, we, we were around for that conversation. We were jo- joking about how it, like it like an- another step, a further yeah. step. If, if we did a knockoff of Celebrity Squares, would we just get like podcast celebrities on for like <laughs> for like yeah? Um, but yes, Discord diagrams. That's something I'm interested in. That's a project. Uh, cool. <laughs> Sorry, Avalon. Now I've got I've got another two questions that come from from yours truly, from me, Greg. Uh, so. Um, you started the idea for Chain of Being uh, Young. As we said in the beginning of this, it's been mm. two years of, of Chain of Being being out, but like it's, yeah. it's been in your life earlier. And so your life has probably changed since its inception. Uh, mm. And how has that affected Chain of Being as it comes, as it's kind of like come out? I think I listened back to the episodes the other day because I need, I was looking for a clip to send to someone to like represent it. And listening to the first one, it's, it, it, its original version when even before I had released, it was a lot like sillier. It was a lot more kind of like um, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, sort of trying to be slightly satirical. Uh, it was like a uh, radio broadcaster, uh, mm-hmm. sort of just saying news about the world and, and this sort of thing. And um, I think the magical elements were a lot more um, apparent in everyday lives in the universe. So like to people, it was just like, oh yeah, of course, like, you know, there's there's a god that's just like sat on the top of this mountain. And that's just part of daily life. Whereas <laughs> I think in, in Chain of Being, it's a bit more like the normal person in the world of chain of being probably won't experience magic that much in their lives, but some people will have it as their, like their entire being. And I think people won't ever see a God. They just know they're real. It's that kind of thing. Like, yeah, I'll never see a nebula, but I know that it's there. It's that sort of kind of um, great cosmic thing. But originally it was a lot more silly and a lot more kind of, uh, but you can kind of hear that in the first episode, even like leading into like episode, like two, probably not, but like episode three as well. They're like, just naming these different things. And also it was leaning a lot more into pre-existing mythologies, which it does. Obviously the main character is literally Adam from the Bible, but like, but, but it's like, you're very much your own spin on it. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> be weird if, it, if like some new book of the Bible came out and it was exactly the same. It's like, yeah, he's, yeah, he's got like glass horns and gray <laughs> then eyes. We're, then we're getting into like, like a be not afraid territory. Yes. You're like a proper, proper yeah. prophet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's uh, like if, yeah, like you can hear in the episode where they're listing the different immortals. Like he, he just he mentions Artemis and he mentions like these different people and and different like like actual historical figures or not historical uh, actual mythological figures. Whereas in the thing, it's kind of got its own mythology now with its own gods. You know, with like Epicurosa and and um, one that hasn't showed up yet, but has been mentioned, Deus and all these different like yeah, different gods and 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 so. But it's also again still has angels and stuff, but um yeah and it's also i'm trying to use a bit less christian sort of judeo-christian stuff and i want to like use a bit more i'm trying to read more about like islamic what's the word for it like 
canon, I guess is maybe the word, but like that yeah, kind yeah. of. I, I'm, sure, I'm sure there's like a, a more proper one. But, yeah. But yeah. I think I think that kind of thing interests me a lot. Um, I've been thinking a lot about that, and then there are still like minor bits, bits and bobs that are kind of been put in but um yeah and then perhaps even going into slightly more like um more eastern religions as well but like it's something that i think it's easy for me to draw from judeo-christian sort of i keep i keep on of course canon. culturally yeah it's, absolutely it's i mean it's so ingrained yeah totally and it's just things i mean even if you're not religious like you'd still know these stories it's but yeah definitely going to try and sort of branch out a little bit more and it's, it's definitely getting more serious as well it was a lot trying to be a lot more comedic but now it's a bit more serious and now i'm trying to get more comedic again so it's kind of going full circle <laughs> but, um yeah and uh my my second question which you mm. sort of already answered but like there's, yeah. there's, there's a part to it mm. uh so originally asked if you would do another project in in the Cobb universe mm. um but specifically like what sort of stories are there that you you want to tell but you can't dig into with uh adam as your, your point of yeah. view yeah i think i think the the i keep i use the word mundane not as like a derogatory term for a story but like as a sort of one that suggests realism uh, and sort of like I want the everyday life of a person in this world to be explored and you can't get that with Adam because he's literally immortal has lived nearly since the dawn of time kind of so it's like yeah. by his presence he he makes it yeah. a weird day yeah absolutely <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. he meets plenty of normal people but only in the strangest yeah. day of their lives yeah exactly exactly yeah absolutely like it's like oh i've lived my entire life on this one planet and then suddenly this guy comes along and this is like the weirdest thing that's ever happened to me ever and then it's gone and that's it and this is a story i'll be telling forever but for him it's just another day in the life and i think maybe even that kind of thing of like someone who met Adam once and then is just dealing with that for the rest of their lives of like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but yeah, like sort of smaller stories that are told within a bigger universe is something I'd like to try out a bit more. I think mundane, but not in a boring way is, is kind of the, the thing I want, even just like something yeah. like slice of life or uh, a romance or something. It just happens to be in this world, I think is something I'd like to try and check out a bit. Beautiful, beautiful. Thank you for answering my questions. Yes, thank you very uh, next much. Next comes uh, the I most cutting question. The most important question uh, from uh, Rebecca Hansen uh, of Be Not Afraid. Uh, <laughs> asks the most cutting question. <laughs> Is Epicurosa single? Yeah, I mean, well, I've been thinking about how to answer this one. I could go on about the law. Um, maybe. <laughs> that's it <laughs> you've got a you got a chance rebecca you know you miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take <laughs> all right uh thank you rebecca next uh comes from um uh my friend and a guest on my podcast ghost on a train but also a verified cob enjoyer mm. um Banani thomas that. uh he asks, uh, what is your writing process like? Uh, when you start writing, do you lead your writing with characters and scenes? Like, do you want certain characters to have certain scenes? Or are you thinking more in terms of, like, your plotting and themes, like, where the story needs to go? Yeah, well, this is a whole thing. Um, it's, it's, usually I know generally what's going to happen. I, like, I know, I knew, I've known for a while what the finale is going to be like, just not, oh, I can't say because the episode's not even out yet. But I know what direction it's going overall i think what happens in between is kind of just like oh i'd quite like to do a space station episode where he's like walking around a sort of haunted space station so i just wrote that because i thought i mean it's an idea i'd had for a while and i thought it'd be quite just fun to do and then i kind of work that into the plot 
um, which might be apparent or, you know, when listening, I'm not sure. But I think in, in terms of scenes and stuff, I will sometimes be writing and I get stopped and I can't figure out and then I'll just write a monologue or I'll write a description and then my challenge is connecting those two bits of writing and trying to make one thing lead to another because it's like I think it'd be really cool if this happened or I would like this thing to be seen by the always you know seen in air quotes but to be introduced to the audience how do I get to that point and then how does it move on from there and it's kind of that helps me a lot when writing because even like I think in the I think it's might be the latest episode at the moment but that monologue from Ikrinth, um, which went down quite well. I was quite, uh, uh, it seemed like on Twitter when people were talking about it, they quite enjoyed it. But um, that monologue I'd had written beforehand and it wasn't even like Chain of Being. It was just like, I just wrote that down and then mm. sort of worked it into the story. And it kind of became this really good sort of characterization moment for um, Ikrinth that I think has made me like the character like loads. And it's like something that I think <laughs> they'd really like. Um, I definitely want to, do more with it Grinth, but that's uh i'm sealing my lips on that one but yeah of course, of course. <laughs> yeah um is that is that answered it properly i think so i think so yeah yeah you 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 do seem to you 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 focus on on what it kind of goes back to the i want to make something sick yeah but like yeah you know that doesn't always mean bombast that means like mm. you you want to explore things yeah and then from there you sort of like find the themes or even just like doing like there are so you get certain tropes in films like you get certain scenes that you see over and over and just doing my own take on that and doing my own version i mean yeah that kind of like Love heartfelt that. monologue has been done many times before but i just wanted to do my own version and it's kind of that sort of yeah. thing yeah thank you very much banani with the mm. writing question uh, i should have mentioned this because he's more than just a guest he did also write a, a, a short story for ghosts on a train was that the Burned King? Uh, yeah, he wrote yes. the Burned King. I didn't know he wrote that. I think I must have been. You might. You must have said that in the credits, but I don't think I registered that. It was very, yeah, very yeah. good. He, um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I wanted to explore it more, and he just wanted to like write something. So yeah. I, I, I gave him like I was like, hey, here's the Burnt King. He's a guy, but also a volcano, <laughs> uh, but also a god. Could you give him like an origin story? Yeah. And then he like gave me his bullet points, and I was like, okay, like I changed like one or two things to fit mm. with lore go for it <laughs> that's so cool <laughs> it was yeah it was it was fun it was a fantastic episode i really uh yeah enjoyed that one a lot i like that style of like old legends kind of kind of thing it's cool <laughs> who would have thought considering yeah, no, weird, right? yeah exactly <laughs> yeah um i should do something with that <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, so next yeah. next person asking questions is uh uh now uh one of my my co-hosts from ghost on a train mm. uh guys weibel he uh he asks how long was Chain of Being kicking around in your head before you committed to making it? Like we, I think we know yeah. in the general sense of like high school, but like, do you, do you have like an exact moment where you were like, oh. I'm going to make Chain of Being? Yeah, um, <laughs> I, I found a letter I wrote to myself in English class recently that was like, oh, I'm currently working very slowly on an audio drama, but I didn't call it chain of being at the time and i'm not sure if that was me preparing for me to change my ideas about it or whether that was i just had didn't have a name for it i don't even remember the actual deciding it was going to be called chain of being or like deciding that i was going to do something i think i've got these old notebooks somewhere in the, the mess that is my room but like of of brainstorming different ideas of like what i was going to do and you can like see me ticking saying like oh the, 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 this happening this happening and it's kind of it, I mean, I was I was like fifteen or something. I, it was very like, I it's annoyingly I can't think of a, a point because I don't keep a diary because I just don't have the motivation to keep doing that. But but that yeah. that's very interesting. The old the old uh, 
English English uh, class letter that like that's that's yeah. that's cool. Like yeah. you, Chain of Being has been. I'm 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 sure no one thing inspired it. Mm. Um, and so so I imagine it'd be hard for you to be like this is the point where I decided on it. But yeah, like, yeah, that's as far back as we can date it. Yeah, for definitely. Now. <laughs> yeah, for now until I stop going through all my old books. But I'm not I'm not touching that pile of stuff in the corner. But yeah, <laughs> guy also asks. Uh, is there anyone you'd like to work with, uh, provide a voice uh, mm. for slash provide a voice for Cobb uh, that you haven't had on yet? So probably different than like high profile guests yeah. just in general. Um, I should have thought of this one before. <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyone I haven't? I mean, I want to get everybody in in um, Fauci nonsense on at some point, doing as much as they would would wish. I, I mean, if it's just like a guy going "Hey," or it's like a proper character, I'm like totally. I think it's just fun to have that. It's just this kind of like fun kind of like you sort of giggling to each other. Like these little in jokes that you do almost. It's like, oh, look, it's that person. He that kind of like, I don't know. I just think that's fun. I think it's just fun to do that, like with friends and stuff. Like I had a friend, friend of mine just play like um, in an episode, just play like some random garden just has like two lines and that's it. We never see him again. But it's just funny to do that because it's like, I mean, I can and it, I, I would it's a lot of effort to go out and ask for like an actor to do a thing when it's literally just two words. So getting someone, you know, and it's just a bit fun to kind of work with them on that. But um, I think everyone in FN definitely, I want to get as like cameos and stuff. I've asked cameos before from like various creators in the, in the space. A uh, guy. Thanks a bunch for your questions. Yes, thank you so much. Next up is TJ who may or may not have yeah. come up with discord diagrams. <laughs> yes. He's, we need uh, to know. The <laughs> resident TJ, music in. man. We'll, we'll tweet. Yeah, TJ write in. <laughs> yeah, write uh, in. The resident the resident music me. man of uh, Faustian nonsense. Mm. Um, also, Demetrius in Midsummer's Quarantine. He asks, "Do you ever think of doing alternate realities for ideas that could have gone to a different place?" Uh, and and let me add my own uh, mm. uh, my own appended question: uh, High school AU when? Oh no. <laughs> um, so yeah, the high school AU. I for this anniversary, I was gonna do. I was gonna write an episode of like a high school alternate universe where Adam's like a depressed history teacher and all the like mortal beings are teachers and i think all the mortals are like students and then they're like all the bullies are the anthronesians and all the and there was just like the school council is the council of nimonia and all this sort of stuff which i still have got like a google doc way at the bottom because i've been doing lots of other stuff but <laughs> eventually maybe maybe possibly <laughs> um uh musical episode uh is also something that was like um shot around but i would have to prepare a lot for that uh in terms of alternate realities um, I mean, it could be fun to do like a radio show episode in sort of homage to the original mm. like in, like ideas for Chain of Being. Um, that That'd might be, be quite fun, fun yeah. to do. Yeah, and even like take the original script and kind of make it law friendly and, and work on that a bit might be quite interesting. Um, I remember I was really going through that script the other day and he's like, he's a cyborg in the original one and he has a, <laughs> he has a, a tape deck in his chest. And so like, <laughs> uh, like at a random point in every episode, he would, he would, he has these box of tapes that he would just play in his like out of his chest and what i was going to do was just take random recordings that i had so i had a recording of my um nan telling uh stories from the war or i had a recording of um i don't know just some like field recording or something which looking back on it is quite quite artsy um unintentionally quite artsy but it was kind of like copying the weather from welcome to night vale i don't know if you've listened but they just have these oh, random yeah i mean inter- early yeah. on early on when when night vale was like yeah not, not I, okay. I just, I just got overwhelmed and couldn't keep up with Night Vale. But when it first came out, it was like there was nothing like it. Yeah, I, absolutely. At that, at that point, I think I hadn't like heard of like 
what is a podcast (laughs) (laughs) what yeah yeah it was it was so special i mean it still is they're still going but i think it's it's yes inspired a lot of people to i mean i I can't even imagine how many people have been doing audio stuff because of it but um so yeah that was that was kind of the so maybe doing something similar to that probably i wouldn't make him a cyborg in this thing but yeah maybe just paying homages to old drafts might be quite fun all right thank you tj and again let us know (laughs) yeah please now i'm gonna i'm gonna dm you on discord my address i want you to write me a letter telling me but don't (laughs) write back on discord don't reply just send me a letter telling me that's what i mean when i say write in please yeah (laughs) i don't know what that bit was (laughs) do not do not contact them don't do not contact them just letters this feels like a tim robinson sketch do you watch do you watch uh, i think you should leave i think you should leave yeah walk slowly <laughs> oh fuck i just watched that shit on a loop i love it uh next uh next batch of questions uh comes from amy uh one of the uh, fn gals she was helena mm. uh in midsummer's quarantine um I don't know if we should talk about Joe. Well, Joe, yeah, Jack of all trades is uh, yeah. coming out soon. She's in that. I don't, I don't remember your character name. I'm so sorry, Amy. <laughs> uh, I think also, but it's not out yet. A monster in Chain of Being as well. Uh, Hell yes. A, a lot of people were monsters in in that one episode. So, uh, Amy asks, "What's the most challenging thing you've had to do mm. for Chain of Being?" Uh, I think next episode, the episode that's not come out yet. Um, there's a very difficult and very raw monologue that i've written for adam uh mm-hmm. and it's gonna come with a mother of all uh content warnings but it's ah. it's something that is kind of you know i i don't know maybe there's i mean there's a lot there's a lot of conversation to be had about just like voicing feelings in terms of your writing but i think everybody puts themselves into their writing anyway so it's kind of impossible not to and i might as well just lean into it um yeah. but writing and editing and soon to be recording that i think is the toughest thing i've had to do just because it's so like it's so real and so like i mean yeah i think i think that is probably and it's not even happened yet so like christ i mean when i have to edit it but doing that like in 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 putting that in it's kind of devalued is the wrong word but it's made it less uh painful in writing that sort of thing because you just are constantly like maybe it's, it's like exposure therapy i guess you're just constantly like seeing it and seeing it and it's coming to terms with that feeling i think is it's good but it's also hard so yeah didn't mean for that to get that deep but um you well, know no that's yeah, that's yeah. what we're here for we're, yeah. we're this is a q a and this is a this is a personal project for you next question from amy uh what character design are you most proud of which is like an interesting yeah. thing because you know it's like podcasts are not like a visual medium but yeah. like obviously you have descriptions of these characters you have very clear um, the, images the voice effects you, yeah. you you add to them that also that's true uh, for me at least like the voice ends up like informing mm. the, the vision i have in my head um so 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 yeah what characters are you most are, are you most proud of and i guess how do you how do yeah. you figure you've like designed them i guess i guess yeah character voice i hadn't considered that but that's a very good point it is a massive because it is an audio medium that's such a massive part of how a person is kind of told to imagine this thing because I have very clear visions in my head of how things look and and kind of I'm really I am a massive fan of my of like the Malgaric these kind of like semi-organic like robot people with these sort of lines traveling up and down their body and they've got these like sort of very ornate headdresses around their heads of kind of floating metal shards and all these different things I'm just very I find something very beautiful about 
just imagining all the possibilities for these kind of decorations that they have on themselves. Um, but then the fact that you bringing up like character voices as well, that also makes me think that I am so fucking chuffed with Epicurosa. I can't even like <laughs> the, I was, I just was like desperately thinking of like reverse reverb is great. And I did it for Adam as like this kind of like, Oh look, it's kind of cursed, but I feel like it's, it's kind of, at least for me, I, I hear it a lot when suggesting gods and this kind of big booming reverb and then reverse it. And it kind of sounds quite cool, but I wanted something very, very different. And this idea that she's carrying all these masks and then takes one off, puts another one on and her voice completely changes. I think I'm just very happy with the way that turned out and the way it sounds. This is kind of like, it's very intimidating, but it can also be, she takes another one on and puts it on and, um, and then they just sound like normal. And, and I think that, yeah, I think I think that kind of it, it yeah. gets a lot of depth across to her. Like there's a lot of there's a lot of facets to her. Yeah. Which in like absolutely. maybe an unsubtle way of like, oh, she puts on different masks. Yeah. But yeah. like yeah. it's still like it's still characterization through design in a way that like comes through even in sounds, which is yeah. just a very good marriage of, <laughs> of, of the visual and, and and audio. I think I think seeing I guess it suggests how good like how how well I I did with that voice in that there was the fan art from Erasmus of in the style of Hades and seeing oh my and god seeing, those are all so good they're fucking incredible I keep <laughs> looking at them so and just good. smiling um, but like seeing their take on Epicurosa and it being exactly the kind of thing that I was picturing I th- I feel like is a really good sign that I did a decent job no pressure to Erasmus don't draw every I mean don't, I mean <laughs> if you want to but like I'm not saying that like that's my entire measure for how proud I am of a character but like it definitely helps me kind of go okay that definitely worked then final question from Amy mm. is the Roller Grove coming back uh, because she loves them <laughs> uh I hadn't cons- I hadn't thought about it I did like the idea of the character and I do think I could do more with them it would require Adam going back to that place and it would require and i don't think i think after that whole event i don't even know if um my upon serenity would stay on that planet but maybe we could have an episode of uh if, if you just for you amy um we'll have an episode <laughs> of my actually leaving and something to do with the roller again this, this is this is how you get the content you want yeah, on, on yeah. A, a piece of media <laughs> <laughs> right now right now chain of being is at a spot where you can you can just keep bothering yeah. Kai and <laughs> they'll, they'll get you your characters back if you if you ask enough and if you just ask like honestly i mean season two is kind of not nothing set in stone so you can just ask and i'll probably do it um within reason obviously but uh, yeah, <laughs> Please don't, please don't bully the podcast child. No beach episodes. Oh, actually, now that I've said that, I can't promise anything, but... Uh... No. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, Amy, for your questions. Um, next up uh, is uh, my nemesis. Uh, worst person on this list. I've got a reader question. You're only saying uh, that she's not kidding. home. She's not home. My That's roommate and podcast co-host, Hannah, Hannah Levin. Um also hosts uh the glee watch which is an unaffiliated podcast with Bastia <laughs> nonsense um uh she asks uh chain of being such a wild show where do you get ideas for what to do next do you have any inspirations or does it all come from your brain which i mean obviously she's being yeah. a little hyperbolic there yeah. um but but yeah i guess i guess how much how much comes from being inspired by like you know a, a trope or a scene that you want mm. to do your take on how much are you just like Oh my god! <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's. I, I don't think there's there's no 
And this this sounds nihilistic, but it's not meant to be. But there's no original ideas really anymore, ever. Especially in in an age where there's there's so much TV and there's so much film and everything's being mm. made and everyone can make some sort of story. I think it's impossible to do like something entirely like at least in like a classical sense of inspiration of just like flash of kind of oh suddenly there's this idea in my head. Um, I think I do. My inspiration is kind of the real world a bit. I do think a lot about. This is stuff that hasn't even necessarily made it into Chain of Big. Um, I think the I think a lot about the real world, and I I kind of I don't know whether it's like a sort of form of escapism because everything's like shit, but it's kind of like I th- I see something happen or I th- see a historical thing. And I think how can that? What is the parallel in Chain of Being for that? And what is a parallel in a different alien civilization? What would this also look like? Like with the Viatorians, something that's kind of not really come up, but sort of, is that like textiles are a massive part of their history and is like a big part of like and that's kind of true for us but it stopped being once we kind of did like you know um what's it called the industrial revolution and it became coal and fuel and then oil and now oil is like unfortunately the big thing in this in that sort of has affected a huge part of like this planet um in like multiple ways and so i think but, but like for the viatorians what if textiles stayed like their big thing and it was like this massive global thing and, and it's kind of yeah and then and then thinking about like how government works and how you know um why we run things the way we do and, and sort of uh, and thinking about like different technologies and how that will look in the future and how that will affect the way we you know i mean it's it's uh it's in a patreon episode so if you really want to know more you kind of have to <laughs> sign up to the patreon but explaining how the uh the retories who are like the machines that run the, the government work and they're kind of these here's a little sneak preview they're like run by uh quantum computers and like sort of quantumly entangled like circuits and they kind of can affect each other instantly and are constantly like in sync and so what happens when you can have something that can almost essentially predict the future by calculating every single individual interaction how it will go do you still need a government and what is the point of 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 running things when you can allow them to do it for you but then you also have like the psychological element of like well we still need uh some sort of representation because otherwise people are going to get uncomfortable so then it's just like this figurehead and then which you know it kind of feels like that's the case anyway i i'm losing i'm quite um i'm getting quite left wing radical these days and i'm starting to care less and less about i mean you know it kind of if you're not you're not paying attention <laughs> yeah no yeah exactly it's yeah, pretty much i don't know yeah <laughs> um it's it's like i just i mean at least i'm not going to speak on american politics but in this country i just don't have any faith in any political party ever at all anymore i just don't feel like there's going to be any massive change and it's just like well what then what are we supposed to do <laughs> but sorry again that's a massive tangent but it's that well, but, kind of, but yeah it's so, so it seems you know ideas don't come to you fully formed from within your brain but mm. you sort of like will take these inspirations or things that you're thinking about and then filter them through yeah the lens of your yeah. your 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 ideas i think i think so yeah it's taking like things i think about and how i think or i'm noticing patterns in the world as i get older because i'm only 19 and that's quite young um but as i'm noticing things uh, yeah just about how things work and then applying that and sort of kind of processing that in my own brain by looking at it through the lens of this universe i've created kind of helps me think about it you know i mean like the idea of a police force and the idea of how you govern and look after people and whether you know, I mean, I had the, this idea of the Adrolites and like it's sort of community policing, but then they still use the word policing because that's like shorthand, but they're basically not police. They're just like sort of social workers, but then in certain areas, 
they are awful but then in the areas that are a lot more like affluent they're a bit better so essentially it's just repeating the same cycle of just like well it's just police again <laughs> so it's like um <laughs> you know I, I kind of i walk this line between wanting to be hopeful about the future and sort of creating a government that is like utopian it's like wouldn't it be great if this is how it worked and originally that's what the idea of the rhetoric was it wouldn't be great if we just had machines that could decide and knew exactly what the right course of events was but then that's i feel like too hopeful and also is not that interesting because then you have no conflict so i sort of (laughs) changed it a bit and and sort of had it so they were like again i'm gonna keep my lips sealed about the rhetoric but that kind of that kind of thing is is kind of how i so I still I still have that battle a lot of like, oh, would it be cool if this is how things worked? And then it's like, yeah, but then there's no conflict. Okay, well, here's a problem. And then that's, yeah, sort of the 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 approach to a lot of law, at least, in in, in Shade of Being. I'm just going to check the question again. <laughs> uh, yes, that works. I think that answers that. Thank you for your question, Hannah. Uh, got a lot of good, got a lot of good juicy mm. meat from that one. Next uh, question is from Max. This is from Maxim Ilienko Jarvis. This is uh, a friend of mine who played the uh, the uh, Adrolite who had like two lines. Hello, Max. <laughs> um, uh, Max asks, what is your favorite episode so far? That's so hard. There's moments in all of them that I am really proud of. It's a toss up between the Warlord episode because I think that's a fun bit of writing and it was kind of um, had some like just fun moments and like, I don't know, I was trying something different and I think it was in a moment where I was kind of getting a little bit demotivated. So I was like, okay, restart. I'm just going to write something completely different. And then I did. And then I was quite happy with it. I'm also very happy with the description of, um, I can't remember which episode it is even, but it's the it's uh, Epicurus's first appearance where the ship just starts to like deconstruct itself in space. Or, like in, in this kind of, everything starts to float apart. And then he looks and he sees people, like their skin starts to like separate from their flesh and they kind of float away from themselves. And it's like, I don't even remember what inspired that, but I'm so happy with that. And I'd quite like to go back one day, maybe even remaster that scene, because I feel like I could do more with suggesting that. But I feel like the description and the sound work quite well together. I think that whole episode is just, I was trying a lot of new things and trying to make it a bit more exciting. And I think it worked out quite well. Um, so yeah, I'd say I'd say those two are like joint first. Yeah, yeah. So it definitely seems when you're when you're challenging yourself, trying mm. something new, or maybe not even challenging yourself, testing yourself, yes. yourself almost. Uh, yeah. new things are what what makes something favorite for you i think that's fair i mean i think i think i don't want it to ever stagnate i don't i mean this is like the the word i've been using a lot recently even just thinking about like audio drama generally and mediums in general like it should just we should just be constantly trying new stuff and trying to develop and thinking outside the box and i don't i mean you know i don't know if i'm necessarily doing a good job of that but I, that's how i think i think things should be you know like I just want to constantly do something else and do something different because otherwise it's it's going to keep it interesting for me otherwise why am I making it because it's not like I'm making tons of money off of it <laughs> and like it's it's <laughs> it's it's I'm doing it for myself and so I just have to keep it try and keep it interesting. Uh yeah, that's the that's that's the last of them. Um that's the last question. Yeah. Uh I don't know, should we do like a an outro unless unless there's anything that's like sprung to mind or any points you want to go back on. I th- I think we kind of like called back to a lot of things as yeah. we like got new 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 questions uh sprung about um although i guess uh maybe in a general sense like we we haven't talked about it a whole lot but this is like the two-year anniversary of the yes, yeah. chain of being did you i guess did you did you think it would, it would <laughs> make it this far uh, either or like in like oh, do you, nice. did you think like you had two years worth of stories in you do you do you do you think that um or like are you where you hoped to be 
by the second year of Chain of Being. That's, yeah, I think, no, I think I, I was expecting to have more done by now. And it's kind of, it's it's unavoidable that I, because I went to university and that's like a massive part of, of anyone's life, really. But um, I wish I, I think it's also just motivation, you know, like, uh, even though like the, uh, the initial parts of lockdown helped me massively in terms of having enough time to churn out all these episodes, then the second half is kind of, at least for me personally, slowed it right down again because it was like it messed up my you know yep. I mean, mental health and and just totally just like absolutely completely demotivated and and it just suddenly basically didn't want to do anything and it was kind of like this tough um to sort of get through but it's always been there these like the entire two years has always been there for me is this kind of I'm never happier than when I'm producing it and when I'm writing it I think it's it's the the when I'm writing and I write something cool or I write a line that I'm very happy with or I do a sound effects that I think is very, or I do a fight scene, for example, that I just think is really fun. That is like the highlight for me of just like life at the moment. Um, I just love it. I cannot describe how much joy it brings me. And so I think uh, I was always, I'm expecting to do this until I, I don't know. I, I don't have a, like a, a sort of long, like, a, I don't know if I'll be doing this in like 10 years or not. I, don't, I mean, it depends what the medium's going to look like. I mean, the podcasting world might be totally different and I might move on to a different thing. I don't know, but it feels like, I mean, I hope that this medium is around to stay because I think it's very special. Uh, in two years, I maybe was expecting to start a second season, but again, you know, it's all about time and, and oh, stuff yeah, like yeah. that. I'm I'm not, I have no plans of stopping <laughs> is is the kind of thing. <laughs> I, I fully just, I'm going to keep telling stories, like the stories that I think are interesting and I want to tell. And then maybe I'll I'll suddenly go, all right, I think I'm done now. I think I've I've explored this as much as I want. I will do something else or... I will just, I mean, yeah, it would feel weird not to have this constant project going on for me. Um, it, I mean, I don't know about you with GOAT, but like, it's such a, it's such an integral part of my life, you know? Yes. Like it's, it's part yes. of who you are a little uh, bit, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, we're working on, working on a, an audio project like this that like, mm. that, you know, people listen to. Yeah. Uh, and people it, like it. You, like, it excites <laughs> you to make um it it's like yeah it 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 becomes a part of your your routine Mm. you like you think about it like i don't know about you but like i'll be like in the shower or something and be like oh my god i should have this and then immediately like once my hands are dry i'm like (laughs) notes app let me write something down here absolutely Uh, yeah i'm I'm the exact same i'll just be lying there and going like i wonder how the viatorians do this and then just think about it and then it's i don't even necessarily write it down i just and then we'll probably like forget but yeah it is it's just like a (laughs) It's, it's a lifestyle almost. I mean, it is. It's like, you know, it's just a shame that it's like, you've got to do other stuff. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. But as, as as long as it, going back to the very beginning mm. and what's been touched upon, um, it's chain of being is exciting you. It's about yes. what, it's about what you want to put out there. It's about what's interesting yeah. for you to work on. Absolutely. And the fact that there have been plenty of people that have enjoyed it yeah. <laughs> over these last two years. Yeah. Um, I'm sure that like reinvigorates you. Like maybe it adds, adds a little pressure. It adds a little pressure. Yeah. But... I mean, yeah, I think it, seeing like, like, I mean, I, I keep going back to fan up. That's like the, for anyone, it's like the big kind of like, uh, what's the word? Like the big win. It's like the massive signifier that like, and reviews are amazing as well. And like seeing a review and, and, and seeing like fan up and stuff, it's like people like it enough like genuinely care enough that they will go to this amount of effort is like so it's so weird I still can't I don't know like seeing the numbers like of how many people listen is it's kind of hard to like wrap your head around that 
it's just oh it's just it's just a number you kind of see it and then move on but then yeah, yeah. having an individual do this it's kind of like it puts it into perspective a bit um which i think is it's just always fun there is like you you mentioned i don't remember which question but you yeah. mentioned about how like with audio dramas like the and, and the the lack of a fourth wall is, is yeah. part of that is because there's only one member of the audience it's a listener yeah and on the listener's end it's a very like probably a very personal intimate thing mm. because it's like you're the only one listening to this you're the only one who's hearing this yeah exactly but for a creator um until like that listen comes up as like one number which again does, like it doesn't really mean anything yeah you yeah. might you might it, you might be looking at your analytics and be like oh gotta <laughs> gotta listener in, yeah uh got a listener in mexico Didn't yeah <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> um uh but then then when when somebody leaves a review when somebody makes you some fan art or even mm. puts out a, a tweet talking about a good monologue you, you had, yeah. like that's when it, that's when it's, um, when I say reciprocated, it almost like that almost has like connotations of an obligation, like, Oh, you're a yeah. bad listener if you don't reciprocate. Yeah, 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 but yeah. like it is, you, you, you get to experience that as the creator of like, Oh my, yeah, that was, <laughs> I made this and you're connecting with it on the same personal level that I hope it, it resonated with you. Yeah. I think I think yeah definitely it's it's a it's a great medium I keep saying that but it's just amazing it's very special and I think I think it's uh it's a shame because I think like half of my listeners are American as well so it means that like meeting <laughs> like the majority of my audience is kind of tough but um I, like I did that I did that live show a while back and just meeting people and people would come up to me and go like oh yeah it's really good you do like a good thing and it's like Oh yeah, it's a real person. <laughs> it's like there are people behind that. I think it's it's easy to forget that. Um, so yeah, I think yeah, I'm just excited. I'm just excited to keep doing this. Honestly, Kai, I I, I never think that I have as many feelings and thoughts on <laughs> audio than when I talk to you about it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and this yeah. this has been lovely. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's the university mindset. They just make you think about it. like you can't just go, oh that that's cool. You have to really think about it. So I, I have to sort of get that get into that. But yeah, hopefully hopefully more about um talking more about actual play at some point because it's it feels like the next it feels like a massive step forward in um in storytelling in terms of like because you're also you're also you know we're kind of towards the end of your anniversary special but you're you're involved in an actual play or about to be right Can i'm, in, about I'm involved in three multiple ones even you're like uh, yeah think? you're like some editing aren't you like a player yeah. in another or i'm i'm a player in in um realms right. of peril and glory we did uh, a one shot of you awaken in a strange place which was probably the most i've laughed in my life um <laughs> it was with it was with uh two like good sort of podcasting friends of mine um Samuel Alejandro Di Fuentes of Laughably Dapper and the Dichotomy fame um and David Orion Peña um who oh, of Dose After You fame. of Dose After You yeah <laughs> both just good friends of mine that we play D&D or we we did like at the time but um that was amazing that was so fun and then uh I am uh, I am gonna do I'm doing a run of um Kids on Bikes for you um Realms of Peril and Glory for that same same Ooh. actual play thing. And then uh I'm doing a run of something called Upriver Downriver, which is um Ella Watts made uh uh TTRPG system and she's doing a debut uh of it on a podcast called Schneid uh, Schneider's Return that is uh me and a few other people um I think that's it. Oh, and 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 uh, are we allowed to talk about your one as well? So 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 yeah yeah. Uh, we're gonna have we're gonna have Kai on. Um, <laughs> I'm so on excited. Ghost on a train. No <laughs> um, uh, 
if uh, if there are any goat listeners that heard our like world building thing with James D'Amato, um, uh, we, I want I want Kai to help our lion bulls explore the the horrible zoo we made with James, oh. and uh, in retaliation for. Uh, <laughs> In 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 conversation with uh, yeah. <laughs> guys, uh, guy and and my my own, but mostly guys, uh, horrible British accents. Yeah, Kai is going to come in with a very very uh, a good American accent, a I'll very a very good best. American. I'll try my best. I'm not going to do it here either. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep you in suspense. I want to be I want to be surprised. I want to be surprised. Yeah, that'll uh, be that'll be um if if not like if not our our our, our next like. It'll be in the next couple months. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, it's where we'll we'll record it soon. But it'll it'll be it'll be there and it'll be great. I'm so excited. I, oh man, it's gonna be amazing. Um, I want to do the bungee jump in uh in like in that uh, zoo. It's just even though it'll probably kill my character like second episode. I'm desperate to try it. Um, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> uh yeah. Thank first. Thank you so much for for helping me out with this. It's really a, a very interesting. Like. I think I didn't prepare any of the answers beforehand, really. Um, I sort of thought briefly, but I think having it be like this has made me kind of be a lot more frank about things, um, which has been quite interesting. And, and you've been like amazing and just this sort of back and forth, which I, I thank you for taking the time out to do this. Of course, you're you're a lovely conversationalist uh, and Chain of, Being, Chain of Being is like an amazing show. It was, I think it was like the first, it was either the first or like the second of like the Faustian nonsense shows that I'd like listened to. Mm. <laughs> and like really like blew me away <laughs> I, I, I can't take compliments i can't say i'm just gonna keep my mouth shut i can't say anything <laughs> it's like, thank you <laughs> yeah um so yeah this was this was really really special to be able to help you help awesome. you bring in the, the so second much. year of God, yeah, being. two years fuck uh all right uh i'm gonna say goodbye i'm not just gonna stop the recording but like don't you know don't actually leave <laughs> I mean, unless you want to but like all right yeah. bye bye <laughs> Okay. <laughs>